Yo! Uh, what's up? You're listening to Yo, Is This Racist? We are keeping it real and keeping it professional um, because yep. that is how I roll. Yep. And I always have rolled. I've never rolled anything different. That's yeah. an Andrew fact. No, I am also... I am also here rolling as well. We are rolling all together. Tawny Newsom is here, and she's back on land. You can tell. Because... You can tell. I'm not, like, swaying back and forth a little bit. I still am swaying a little bit. They don't tell you that after you get off a cruise ship, you're not really off the cruise ship in your mind and body for Mm -hmm. a few days. Mm -hmm. Like, when I hear wind... Like, I kind of, like, move. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but... Uh, what are you talking about? It's Toddy Newsome, the old yeah. salty dog, is back gracing us on land. How was it? You were on the Star yeah. Trek cruise. The, it was, the Star Trek, the cruise. I was on the, the Star Trek, the cruise. The Star Trek, the cruise. And it was amazing. Those people, first of all... Oh, my God, wait. First of all, we had, like, four people on there tell me that... They were on the cruise because they heard about it from this show. Oh, wow. And I was like, that feels wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild. You should have already known you were going on that cruise. You shouldn't have. We shouldn't have been the advertisement for that. But we were because they were like, we heard about it on Yo, Is This Racist? And I was like, what? That feels specifically intense. That's just like, no. What else can we get those folks to do? I was like, we should have got a cut. That's true. Those people will do anything we say. Yeah. Start an LLC. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, here's what we're going to need you to do for folks that heard about the cruise from Yo's is Racist somehow and not any other place. Yeah. What you're going to need to do is take out several high interest loans and use them <laughs> to pay each other off. <laughs> Buy three properties, rent them all out, live in your car, mm-hmm. <laughs> become a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Passive income. Oh Passive. Oh my God. I know yep. this is not the, the thing uh, for this podcast, but I guess it's, listen, the, the reason this is racist is because the people that love this shit the most are somehow racist. I don't know the direct logical line, but they're always end up being kind of racist. But the, do, you, do you know that like, there's a thing that like tech bros, I, I mean, tech idiots, I guess, are like spamming um, one of their like, like like LLC scammer, like passive income scams is using AI to write like science fiction stories and submitting like thousands of them to like those little contests or those like what? science fiction journals that like we pay $50 for your short story or whatever if we publish it. And yeah. that's like considered passive income. And they're basically, I saw a couple examples. It's basically just like famous science fiction frequently with just nouns swapped out. <laughs> um <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's God, you know it's so terrible. depressing. Yeah, and you know what? I guess I don't know how those people are racist, but I know that they are. You're like something about this smells foul. Um, <laughs> God, yeah, that bums me out because the people who submit to those things, like they want, yeah. and could use that fifty bucks. And also, the people who run those little ass science fiction journals and books are not like. Yeah. Don't think of them as this, this. This. Those are the people you should scam for your fucking passive income. Like yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. This librarian has no idea what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> 
one weird trick that a yeah <laughs> a very small publication doesn't want you to know about. Oh, fucking bummer. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Well, the boat was fun. The boat was wild. Star Trek fans, I know I say it all the time. They really are the best. They really I I just have like no problems ever. No one's an asshole. No one does anything icky to me. Like people are just cool and chill and they like Star Trek and they want to show me their stuff. They want to show me their little puppets they made. Oh, a lot of Carl Tart Kayshawn puppets. So that made me real happy. Cute. I saw that. So cute. They're not puppets or, or toys, cute. obviously. Yeah, they, I'm not a toy. Do not play with me. I am Kayshawn. Um, and then there was like, yeah, a lot of badgies, a lot of badgy plushies. Uh, that, of course, was Jack McBrayer voicing that character. So I was trying to like text him to people to be like, you know, the ship Wi-Fi was crazy. And the days <laughs> I was there, we were just at sea all the time. So I was like trying to upload Instagram stories and like tag like Jack Quaid so you could see all the people dressed as Boimler. And I was trying to tag different people. And I really like, I got a lot of content out for it being ocean Wi-Fi. But still, <laughs> when I got back on land, the first text I get is from Eugene Cordero, who just said, so what? There were no fucking Rutherfords on this boat? What the oh, fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was like, dude, they're absolutely where I took pictures with so many Rutherford and Tendi cosplays. I just didn't get pictures of them. I'm sorry. He was just kidding, but it was funny to have, like, after all that I posted, he was like mad. That's amazing. Um, here's, here's my question, and you can answer this off mic if it's going to cause you, um, you know, criminal liability. But I, of course. Ooh, I can't wait. Did request on the tread on the uh, group chat that you steal some large pieces of artwork uh, because there's so much awesome Mariner artwork, and you don't have to tell me now. Uh, but we're on Zoom, so you can like you know either like wink or hold up a sheet of paper or just hold up whatever you stole from the boat. But did you steal anything large and artistic from the boat? Here's the thing: the customs on boat they're real serious. <laughs> I was scared because I went to a Mexican pharmacy before I got on the boat. And I was like, I might get in trouble for this shit that I legally bought. So, no, I did not try to smuggle off any artwork. But that does bring me to, I want to give a shout out to one of our artists. Um, Phil Murphy, uh, I think was the, I know I don't use the right terms. Mike McMahon always yells at me. Some people are artists, but not animators and vice versa. I don't know. So I just say artist. But he was one of the artists that did a lot of the um uh, stuff for the Mariners retreat. They made a whole bar that was, they like, you know, because these boats, it's like a whole Star Trek thing. They skin, they reskin everything with Star Trek stuff. So there was like a Deep Space Nine bar called a Niners Sports Bar. They like played Deep Space Nine episodes on all the like sports TVs. It was like an O'Tribbles Irish pub. It was all very cute and wow. silly. <laughs> and so Mariners retreat was like a piratey, like swashbuckling bar. Wait, did you get to play the whatever the fucked up crazy card game is? The card game from, I guess, Deep Space Nine. Do Fraggies play a card game? That's that's my question. Yeah, so there's there's Dabo, which is just basically roulette, but instead of a ball, it's lights. Um, so <laughs> there was a casino on board. I actually didn't look too closely to see if they reskinned <laughs> the roulette board to make it. I also bet, like, legally they couldn't. There's weird shit about the gambling on those boats. But there were a bunch of, I saw a bunch of women in the elevator dressed as Dabo girls, and that made me really happy. I was like, oh, do people just shout Dabo when you walk by? And they were like, not yet. I was like, I'll shout Dabo anytime I see you. <laughs> yeah, so some of the things that really tickled me was just like, I was just sitting, Paul F. Tompkins and I were just like 
sitting in one of the little bars on the promenade, which, you know, a cruise ship feels like a fucking mall. It's so huge. You forget you're on a boat. So we're just sitting like off the main drag, watching people walk up and down the promenade in this bar, having like a little tiki drink. And you look over and then there's just two like Andorians, like the blue aliens with the tall blue antennas and like the white hair, just like drinking margaritas, like talking about Snapchat. (laughs) Like, this is so cool. (laughs) I guess that is the nice thing about the, like any kind of cruise like this is it's like a, it's like a convention, but there's, it's not like a convention floor. It's like normal shit. Like you just have to be in your costume in a bar, in a casino, yep. in a restaurant, um, yeah. in, just in like, a lifeboat waiting for international helicopters to rescue you. Right. Whatever. It's just like three people dressed as Spock eating a slice of pizza <laughs> sitting next to a hot tub. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, this is normal and good. It's so strange. And I, I did really like it. I was I was hesitant to go on just because I, I don't do well knowing I can't leave a vessel. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, I don't know, I want to be stuck on that boat. But uh, it was really, really special. And it was really cool to be on there with all the original um, The Next Generation cast members. It's just it's fucking wild. Brent Spiner, who plays Data, was like so kind. And uh, it was just wild to get to like talk to him in front of a bunch of people and be like, I'm in the middle of the ocean. It was definitely overstimulating. It was so rad. Also, you guys, I mean, you know, if, if anyone is has seen on Tawny's Instagram, that's probably where most of this stuff was, but I guess it's probably publicly available photographs all over the place. The fucking theater that you were in was amazing. It was huge, it was just yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, the, the Royal Theater in there was like gigantic. Yeah, cruise ships are too big. They are too mm-hmm. big. There was a fucking escape room. There was a rock climbing wall. There was a basketball court. <laughs> there was a wave pool. There's like, an escape this, room. I didn't even see it. I just saw it on like the 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 maps, and I was like, "What?" That's so wild. Also, a pool in a cruise ship field does feel like such a crime against humanity somehow. Just like, there were, like, like three pools <laughs> spitting in the face of God. Like, oh no no no! Here is our water. I know. I there was a there was like a water slide thing. There were like tubes like on the top, and you could like do like a water slide, but the tubes went out over the edge of the deck. Ooh, no, nope. that would freak I, me out. That's what I said. I said, no, I will not be doing that. And they were like, oh, but it's all enclosed. Like the tube is enclosed, but going out <laughs> over that, I was like, water slide on a boat, middle of the ocean feels against nature. Could you imagine doing that like at night too? Like, oh, God. No, be horrifying. A tube that goes over the deck of a ship is also like it's it's like pretty amazing that you could get something that it's both like claustrophobic and like acrophobic at the same <laughs> <Yeah>. time. <laughs> and yeah. just like who needs it? There was a lot to me, there was a lot of who needs this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know what? If you start asking that question, pretty soon our jobs start to get in the crosshairs because no true, one true, needs no one needs this shit. That's true, that's true. But yeah, I had a great time. <laughs> Trekkies are the best. Oh yeah, you, did you load up a bunch of stuff you wanted to ask me about? We can also do more of this on Yo Can We Live. If you don't know, know. what Yo Can We Live is, well, first we should introduce this show. This is Yo Is This Racist, where we eventually listen to your voicemails <laughs> about racism. I'm Tony Newsom. I was just on a Star Trek The Cruise. That's Andrew T. We got our producer, Kevin Bartelt. Uh, our um, Yo Can We Live show is like mostly this, what we've been doing without the racism that comes out on Fridays. Yo Can We Live yeah. this week will be called 
uh, anchors away. (laughs) (laughs) Ahoy, can we live? Ahoy, can we live? Perfect. There we go. Um, I know we're just, it's, it's, uh, it's good to have you back. Um, you know, obviously thank you for accomplishing the things you needed to accomplish in international waters. And, (laughs) um, you know, that's the last us or any of our, um, legal liabilities will be cropping up again. Just kidding. Tony didn't murder anyone in the water. No, I strictly adhered to maritime law. I did the things you're allowed to do in maritime (laughs) Only. Um, I can't remember. I feel I'll, I'll if I come up on any other cruise cruise questions, um, we'll just go back to Tony Newsom's cruise news. Um, mm-hmm. All the news that's cruise to cruise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do that on Yoke and We Live. You can subscribe to that through our subscription website, Suboptimal Pods, uh, suboptimalpods.com, and yeah, that comes out every Friday. Where it's it's more of this and less of the racism. So, yeah, but we had to yeah. we had to like get a little tawny tawny catch up because we did because it feels like it's been a a while since I was here. Yeah, is that true? I can't. I you know what? It would feel like that to me if I didn't have the inability to remember even one week ago. Agreed. It's hard to say for sure. Um, normally, we start off the show with news. The specifically, I mean, probably the the the. The, the only thing that I saw, which is like just upsetting and terrible, is part of a broad pattern of, um, you know, the conservative folks, and that includes probably some folks who are conservative Democrats, call themselves, quote, liberal people or whatever, uh, are going all in on fucking trying to exterminate trans people. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess mainly that's news you know, where it's sort of like tennis, there's a bill in Tennessee and there's bills in Florida. Um, I think the bill in Tennessee passed. It's like quote unquote bans drag shows, but basically, um, you know, arguably could go as far as, um, I guess maybe this is Twitter hyperbole, but we're basically running towards like, you know, it might not be even legal for women to wear pants in certain Republican states. Um, Obviously that will be asymmetrically applied and, you know, if you're a, a cis conservative person, you're in no danger. And I'm sure there's a perception that if you're a cis, you know, other type of person or whatever you want to call yourself, like you're not in any danger either. But I guess I just, you know, the, the extent to which it is relevant to this podcast besides basic humanity is like, we, you know, if you think fucking, you know, the right wing are going to stop at trans people, um, you're wrong. Um, yeah. Not that that should make a difference, but even if you want to approach this shit completely selfishly, they are definitely coming for you. So, hey, let's, why not be on the right side of sticking up for human beings now? Forever, it will be forever ironic to me that the state that birthed Dolly Parton has banned drag shows. Like, right. Uh, I mean, true. In addition to her being like such a drag and gay icon in so many ways, she's also just such a champion for inclusivity. I mean, she's like the patron patron saint of Tennessee. So mm-hmm. it's wild to me that the people that embrace her and love her and love what she stands for, um, you know, that that well, this place that yeah. she came from can uh, can do that. I also think that, that yeah, it, it's just such a slippery slope for people who don't 
conform to any type of gender standards just you know for people who just uh, yes even cis people who just don't look like you know the people who are making these laws think they quote unquote should it's going to become dangerous just for women with short hair yeah you know or men with feminine names to exist so like andrew said even if you're only concerned about shit when it directly shows up on your doorstep think about how many of your doorsteps it's about to show up on yeah because a lot of us think that you know we're (laughs) immune to this but I, I I was talking a while ago to to someone who was like, well, you know, like trans people aren't really that high a percentage of people, and like, are we really fighting for this? And it's like, just like such a like sad, like mistaken, right. I, 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 the the like idea of appeasing like <laughs> these bigots. Like, I don't think. Like, it's not like, oh, some of the anti-trans people are, like, against, like, I don't know, your January 6th type stuff or your anti-vax stuff or, like, you know, fucking murdering people who protest police violence. Like, they're the same people. They believe all of this shit. Just because they're concentrating on trans folks right now doesn't make them any different. I don't know. It's, It's just, like, like, this is as existential as all the other shit. Um... And if you don't see that, you really should, because this is how we're all going to be, you know, attacked and taken apart. And yeah, and the fact that trans people and gender fluid people and nonconforming people have always existed and have always been around and and yes, have always experienced harassment and discrimination, but it have not been so largely grouped and identified in order to persecute as they have been now. That's what's making it really scary because, you know, we all were, I mean, growing up in the nineties, we all had people in our lives who maybe didn't conform to certain gender stereotypes and, and maybe we didn't have words for it or we didn't know the words for it. Maybe they did, but these people have always been around and just existing. And for the most part, folks left them alone and now to like make such a concerted effort to target and harass and you know bar them from certain activities it's it's just it's just a slippery slope and we all know where it goes so yeah it's like i don't know i yeah it it, stand up for your your like for trans folks just be, even if you're just doing it completely selfishly, you should also be aware that selfishly, it is also a part of protecting yourself. Even if you're purely a self-interested dickhead, um, which I guess is, it, it's just like, <laughs> uh, I, I I have this thing that is possibly it's it's like not a problem functionally because I'm always right, but it is like logically com- almost completely flawed, which is like like as you know, anyone who listens to this podcast is aware, like, I'm not informed. I just, like, pick a side based off of who the bad guy is. Um, <laughs> and it just is, it happens that it's always right. I guess I'm easily manipulatable and, like, whatever. But, like, the reason you know that you need to protect trans people is because Tucker Carlson wants to, like, hurt them so badly. And that, honestly, even if you don't have time to read up on anything else, should be enough. Um, like... You know, sure. I I know it's not logically correct, obviously, or or whatever. But I just, as a way of functioning in life, just being the opposite of what Fox News wants 
has made you a good person for my entire lifetime. So I don't know. I have, I'm not uh, wrong yet. I think, um, yeah, I think all we can do is continue to speak out, you know, even just small things, people making dumbass pronoun jokes, you know, whatever, like speaking out in a way that shows that you're not going to just stand by while uh, certain people in this country just bulldoze an entire, you know, disenfranchised demographic of human beings. Yeah. Like it just showing at any turn that you can at every turn that you will stand up and speak out and be there for marginalized folks. That's yeah. all that's all we can do. Yeah. Listen listen to them when they speak. Um yep. be ready and but also realize it is really bad. It is really really bad for trans folks. Um right now um with the concerted attack and uh you know I mean, it's nothing really short of attempted eradication, um, which I guess, you know, on Twitter, the, I know, I don't know, I don't know which way the word genocide is loaded. Um, mm. I guess it's, you know, because there's the word gene in it, it might not be, I guess, quote unquote accurate, but that's the kind of shit that's happening right now. So, um, you know, we're we're on that we're on that path and it's these people who are doing it, you know, they don't have a point now just because they're going after trans folks. Cause they're the same people that were going after, um, you know, Roe v. Wade going after queer folks, going after black folks mostly, but you know, people who aren't white of any type. Um, yeah. Fuck those people. And my system, even though it's flawed works. So, <laughs> consider using it just if you do the opposite of the worst people in the world it's pretty clear who they are and it's pretty clear what to do so i don't know is that where we take a break i think that's where we take a break when we come back we do what we do m- medium <laughs> we do what we do medium uh the voicemails yeah. we do a thing that we do listen what we do best is on yo can we live which is yeah. chilling and not thinking about any of this stuff but what we do second best is, I guess, not chilling. I don't know. And kind of second best in terms of segments of this podcast. I think we do the outro and like the like the plugs and say the phone number really good. That's that's probably one. Okay, okay. Let's <laughs> quick before the break, quick power ranking of Yoza's racist segments. Outro number one. No, uh, uh, no. The the number one thing is the other show. Yo, can we live? That's the number one. Thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. Number number one show. Not outro not yo's racist. Outro two. number two. I think our pun game is pretty solid. Oh yeah, just Aaron. <laughs> we have, we have some solid wordplay. That's uh, true. Titles, then, episode titles uh, tend to be. <laughs> that's all, Kevin. That's all. Well, Kevin. yeah. That's what I'm okay. saying. Okay, all so right. that's four in the separate in the separate Kevin power rankings. <laughs> Well, next, I think, is when, whenever we have a guest. Guest is our yeah. fifth best thing, then yeah. voicemails, then yeah. current events. Yeah. And then, then the intro when I'm doing it. And then the intro when Tony's doing it, I think, goes higher up. So we'll tuck it in right after Kevin's. Yeah. We'll put on Kevin's list at number two. We need to uh, reassess this every episode, too. <laughs> I think yeah. you're right. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, then now- the number one will be re-ranking. Okay. <laughs> now let's do something we do seventh best, which is go to break. Ooh, Tawny Transition's pretty high up there, too. Okay, we'll be right back. (laughs) 
Ah, uh, well, we're back now. We're back. Can't, can't stop us from being back. No, you I sure mean, you can't can. listen. You can tr- you can change the podcast you're listening to and listen to something else. Yeah. Um. Don't do that. I. Okay. I guess just do it. You know who cares? <laughs> See ya. You know, I, I will say just off of the what we were talking about before the break. Well, actually, off of both things that we were talking about before the break, it was it was really nice to be in a space for a solid week where people could just truly be. Like, I, I didn't see anyone who was ashamed to fully be themselves. I saw all kinds of gender expression, whether it was through cosplay or just people walking around, living how they wanted to live. And it felt, to me as a cis woman, but it felt very safe. It looked to me to be a very safe space. And that made me really happy. That made me happy for what largely what the Star Trek fandom is. Um, just because I, I bet it was, you know, not a great week for trans and non-binary folk when they were looking at the news, but maybe some of them got to be on this boat and just feel, you know, a little safer. Part of your experience being on Star Trek, uh, from my perspective, has been like, I feel like initially when you sort of were talking about Star Trek fans, I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, Tony. <laughs> Um, and it has been, well, also like even at our show in San Francisco and I think like actually all of our shows that we did, um, last year, this year, um, the number of people that are like, have come to this podcast through Star Trek, um, through your involvement in Star Trek, but then have like stayed and like, like this show, um, and the people we meet have been like awesome, actually. It's like really like, oh yeah, this, this is like uh, such a nice. skeptical, but we I really want yeah. I just hate people well, I know, who love sci-fi, well, but I guess. Honestly, most other sci-fi franchises and fandoms, yeah. the, it, it's a real mixed bag. It can be a yeah. lot tougher. Yeah. Like the fan the fandom and trust me, the Star Trek fandom doesn't isn't perfect, but the people who tend to come out and spend money on conventions and do things to show their face, the people who come out from behind their keyboards are kind and sweet and really tolerant and diverse. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I think maybe I was poisoned by when I when I had uh, a job working at Comedy Central in my twenties, and I got sent to Comic Con so much, and I was just like, I can't. These people are the worst. Yeah, that's, there's a lot. There's a lot going on there. You're also wearing a shirt right now. That's <laughs> from, true. From the other people and their fans. Are well, trash. <laughs> to be fair, this is this is a um, a like bleach tie-dyed uh, shirt that was like, I think, I believe a tar- uh, Target, I think, Star Wars shirt um, that is like, the colors are all fucked up now, and I got it at uh, a place that, I guess we, should, we probably should talk about it on Yoko We Live, our premium show, but um, uh, Black Market Flea, um, which is oh, a yeah. uh, awesome, um, like, flea market slash, like, much more than that, like, Black Black artists and artisans and people selling stuff. So yeah, someone someone took this uh S asterisk asterisk R Wars shirt and <laughs> uh and just fucked it up. And I love it. Sour Wars. Yeah. You spelled sour. Sour Wars. Um I don't mean to say their fans are trash. They have good and bad too, but yeah. I, I think, think they're the, more trash. I think the Trek fandom, I think the good fans bully the shitty ones harder. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I mean, part of it has been, I, I do understand also I'm I'm exposed to a self-selecting um, proportion of the Star Trek fans because there are people who, like you, 
sure, so much sure, sure. that they tolerate me. <laughs> so yeah. like, whatever those folks are. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's It's been lovely. Even just yeah. my like tiny interaction with those folks has been fucking great. Wow. We are deep, deep in the tank of... Who knows? Paramount and General Viacom. <laughs> but let's do some voicemails. Here's the first one. All right. Hey, yo, crew. Uh, first time caller, long time race car. Are we still saying race car? Um, I am a white lady trying my best. Um, I saw a post on Twitter that said that the phrase BIPOC is racist. Um, is BIPOC racist? Context. Um, Obviously, if I'm talking about, like, a specific person, I'm not going to be like, my friend Liz, who is a BIPOC. Um, but if I am talking about a general, like, overall marginalized Oof. people, is, is BIPOC okay? Is there a phrase I should be using instead? Um, yeah, thanks. Love the show. I, I was feeling a little bit like there's a chance that the caller, um, their entire experience with this is through um, friend of this show, Kara Brown's uh, hatred for the term BIPOC. Ah, I also don't Um, like it. I I don't like it. I just, I try not to shame people who use it because I don't know. Yeah. At least we're trying, but I do hate it. It's (laughs) corny. It's corny. It's, um, you know, like, it's corny, but succinct. Yes. Because I feel like in the past we've said like, I mean, basically it just means people who aren't white um, right. or people of color. It's it's sort of that level of like POC, yeah, you know, or I don't know. I, I here's here is my like cold ass take because I think I've literally said this before, but I I just think like the way we talk about like people who aren't white like has to constantly evolve. And so it's not that the term is particularly specifically like racist or whatever, but it's just like, like one it's like keeping up with like not being keeping up with people of color. It requires like constant movement for some reason. Mm -hmm. I mean, even saying people of color feels corny or like, you know, the the difference between saying black and African-American mm-hmm. um, or like, you know, like it just is constantly evolving. Um, and that's probably why, you yeah. know, you can also, it, it just is, it's, it's, it's going to hit your ear wrong and it's fine just to be corrected. That being said, is there a better phrase than BIPOC? To talk about that, people of color. Ugh. I mean, I guess I know people of color was never great, but we've had it longer. This is like in Chicago when they renamed the Sears Tower the Willis Tower, and everyone was like, "I won't call it that." And it's like, so you're mad at the new corporate name, but you'll call it the old corporate. Like Sears wasn't great; you were just used to it. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> has anyone ever made that <laughs> equivocation before? <laughs> Sears Tower to say BIPOC. Um, <laughs> So like yeah like POC or person of color is not great. It's just been around and we're like used to it. And it doesn't feel as icky. Um, yeah, which is why I don't hate on the people who say BIPOC. I'm kind of like oh it's just got like 
a newness to it. It's just got like yeah. a little bit of like cringy new car smell. If it sticks around, it sticks around. If it doesn't, yeah. it does. I feel like the populace tends to weed this shit yeah. out. Like things things get weeded out. Yeah, I think it's like. Look, and and maybe there's a specific argument that it's more racist than any other blanket term for people who aren't white. Um, what is that argument, though? I don't. I mean, I don't think it's. Why would it be I more racist? I guess I just think it's dumb. <laughs> you know what? Actually, the the one that I also have heard um, that seen is that like because it's an acronym, or not not because it's an acronym, but. People also use it when they mean black, like like the sort of like we'll call them nice, like well-meaning white folks. Um, you know, it's just it just it like becomes like a like just a phrase, and it's like mm-hmm. you know the meaning is lost, um, and and it's used a lot, um, not a lot, but it, it can it I, I've seen it used when people just are talking about black folks, like it's right. just not. It's just like, like people still not being comfortable saying black. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's the new African American gentleman. Yeah. Um <laughs> and like woke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, then woke is like this other thing that's been like so like, you know, co-opted by Yeah. Um yeah. woke woke and Karen. I feel like got co-opted by racists so thoroughly quickly that yep. that it's like I think it's just like the, that's the other way to look at it is like language unfortunately is like like when people say like language is evolving I didn't really like appreciate the extent to which the in real it's like it's like actual evolution as in it's like a war mm-hmm. like it's competition for what this shit even means and like for some reason it really matters yeah. um in a way that's like, whoa. So, yeah, look, I mean, I I think probably, like, it's, it's the same with, like, and again, maybe this is me overstepping, but it feels like it's, like, the same as, like, people who say BIPOC say it because they're not comfortable saying Black people. Yeah. Um, and, like, the caller was pointing out, like, it's always better if you are speaking about an individual to say what they are. If you don't know what they are, then you can default to more umbrella terms. You can say East Asian or Asian or whatever, but it's always better to just say what the person is. And that includes the word black with a capital B. That's what we like. I don't trust nobody who says they prefer African-American. I don't trust them. It's really Unless they're like over fifty five. Then I, it's a different. Thing. I know it's so generational. Also, <laughs> really like is. again, obviously beyond not my place to say, but it is just like a well. I just, yeah, I, I just I, you know, there's a little. There are truly some old heads who do prefer African American, and I'm gonna let them have that. But if you talk to anyone 50, 50 or younger, just say black and say it confidently. <laughs> don't hesitate. Don't be weird. <laughs> And don't give it yeah. some other weird adjective. That's the other thing white people love to do. They'll go, I had this really nice black neighbor. <laughs> you hear like two pauses. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> the beats, the beats are really just like, right. Fuck on. <laughs> it's just like, why are you including their race? Is it germane to the story? If it is great, then just say it like you would say the color of their shirt. Be normal. Just be normal. Have have people considered being fucking normal for once in their fucking lives? Hey, you, you know, f- motherfuckers. Th- how about this? Don't be weird. 
Yeah. How about that? Don't be weird. <laughs> Fucking weird people. Weird. Well, let's listen to the next question. <laughs> this is, I feel like this ultimately, that the problem with this podcast is like, most of the time, we mean don't be fucking weird. Um, or we mean don't be fucking racist, I guess. Yeah. Um, voicemail. Voicemail number two. Hello, everyone. I love the show, and I hope you folks are doing well. I'm hoping you can help me by telling me whether or not I'm overthinking something. I live in rural and conservative Washington, uh, the eastern half of the state, and I'm looking for a therapist. I've learned from past experience that I have to be careful to avoid evangelical nutbags that end up telling me my mental health issues are caused by a lack of a personal relationship with Jesus. Good I think I found someone perfect. Um, he's a gay Latino man, and I've been worried that someone could benefit more from his background and life experience than a privileged straight white guy with a pretty standard set of privileged straight white guy problems like I am. Um, should I just go ahead with my appointment and not mention this to him? Uh, should I bring it up? I suspect I'm overthinking, and regardless of whether or not you folks agree with that conclusion, I think I'm going to call the office and ask if there's a way I can donate to cover folks who are normally priced out of getting therapy, being able to go there, just because he's a good therapist. Uh, thank you so much. I love the show and all the chaos that comes with Andrew eating during a record, and thanks. Bye. <laughs> okay. First of all, all right. Little, I know we joke about it. Well, jab. I've only done that like at most ten Tw- times. Every times other time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Oh my god. First um, of all, it has lessened. I think because you're not in a in a writer's room, you're not trying to eat lunch and record in your same like hour break. That was a crazy time. <laughs> That was a crazy time of life for all I guess of us. that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. The I will Zoom... also cut out particular sounds. Uh... <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. motherfuckers don't even know. Only Kevin knows. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Tony, Tony hears it too, but I hear it like in HD. Yeah. yeah. And then Kevin gets to hear it again when he goes to listen back. Yeah. Um, caller, God bless. Yes, you're overthinking it. Uh, yes, you can You can do both of the things. You can go see this therapist and get all the benefits that you need from them, and you can donate so that mm. they can cover sliding scale patients. Here's the thing. I think sometimes we, we get a lot of well-meaning white folks like this who are like, but I shouldn't be taking this place, and I shouldn't yeah. be taking up the space of blah, blah. And it's almost like, do you... F- I'm not saying this to this caller. I'm saying this in general to anyone who operates like this. Do you forget that these people you're worried about taking the space of, not taking the space from, but like this therapist, for instance, do you forget that that therapist also has autonomy to say, I'm Mm -hmm. only going to take queer patients or I'm only going to take, you know, clients who are in the LGBTQ community. Like that therapist can draw those boundaries and say, this is where I want my talents to go. So if that therapist is accepting your white straight ass, just take your little happy butt to him and have a good time. Yeah. It's really like, like it's also like the take the place of it's like such a small marginal thing. I I mean it's not don't it's be not cognizant like of that. It's not but, like there's twenty gay Latinos behind you just being like, oh no, this guy took my spot. Like yeah, yeah. How long are your therapy sessions? Like it's just one, right? Like it's <laughs> fine. 
But yeah, but I mean, there are plenty of, there are all kinds of professions who say, I really want to focus my talents to help this particular community. And they have that right. And trust that, you know, this guy, I've definitely heard of, I've had friends who've gone to a therapist and then their therapist has referred them to someone else. And whether that was because of the therapist preferences of the type of clientele they wanted to service, or if it was because of the, the, the specific needs that they had, who knows, but leave it up to them. Yeah straight up have this conversation with your therapist <laughs> like yeah just well, i guess that's also them. what he was asking he was like should i bring this up should i not it's like yeah bring it up but also like don't cancel your appointment that's so funny yeah i guess i i kind of i obviously spaced on the should i bring this up of it because i'm like listen i'm relatively new to therapy but the idea of like not telling your therapist something seems so wild to me maybe you're supposed to do that i don't know but like I'm like, yeah, I say fucking everything because the point to me is like being honest with someone. Honestly, just the fact that you're this this is a straight man going to therapy electively, not by some court order because you <laughs> <laughs> burned down a ch- church accidentally or something. Yeah. Like, thank God. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. God bless. You're doing great. Yeah, you are you're doing great. The over you are overthinking it, but you know what? We we clown on the overthinkers that call into this show because there are so many of you, but <laughs> we we should we should also say we probably don't say it enough. It's definitely better than underthinking it. So yeah. it's a it's you know, sometimes it's a little eye roll. Sometimes we have a little chuckle at your expense, but you're still better than <laughs> most folks. So better than the take, people who don't think. <laughs> yeah. Take take that to Take that to heart. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I feel like um, all we have to do now is re-rank how, you know, it's not even a re-ranking. It's more like a performance review of every episode at the end. We should oh, just yeah. do a little. Let's see if we should a, get raises. A little feedback. <laughs> uh, so I guess bonuses. if you're a listener and you think we should get raises, go to suboptimalpods.com <laughs> and subscribe. Um, now that... Uh, you know, you'll see we have the suboptimal bundle. We can you can just subscribe to Yokoi Live. You can just send us a little tip if you're enjoying this. Um, we do still have the uh, Andrew unblocks you on Twitter for whatever amount of money, mm-hmm. and we do know that people have done it. And uh, I don't think we created a wonderful system for figuring out how I am going to actually unblock these people. And I got to assume most of them are jokes. Um, most of them. I don't. We have we don't have enough donations at that level to consider it most of them. But. Uh, we may have to rethink things as Twitter continues to go down the tubes. Although I'm blocking more people than ever, so. New Dale Dudes just dropped this week, too. Um, oh so listeners oh, yes. can check that out. Andrew and friend of the show, Matt Apodaca, watching Chippendale's Park Life, right? Isn't that what the full title is? On Disney+. <laughs> yes, Plus. sure is. The episodes are like seven minutes long. They somehow make each episode a half an hour. Um, and they did have dinner for 45 minutes in between two episodes. Oh, yeah. And I uh, both was, like, complimented and insulted that you think I would, like... I, I listened to, like, half of it because... You did? No, nah, maybe not. Have. I listened yeah, to, like... Good Lord. You definitely talked... To, so, for the listener, they leave the mics going in between <laughs> while they have dinner and talk about me. So, I was like... 
at how long do I listen to this? It's not like negative. It's just like, Kevin, you it's- would like this. This is a vegan taco place. They got good food here. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's genuinely good to know. And then um, then other times I'm like, this feels invasive. Like, And then I would like scroll, but then they'd be like, Kevin, you'd like this place too. And I'd be like, well, now I feel like I have to listen again. Um, so I, I kind of skimmed through work? and at a certain point was like, I have to cut yeah. this off. I'm sorry. I should have, we could, we, this is a real apology that probably should take place off mic, but uh, you shouldn't have listened to any of it. I feel like it when was we fun. first sent him the audio, we were like joking because we were doing bits while we were eating, but it was the reality funny. is you, part you, of me you was like, do we release time. this? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. oh <my laughs> well, God. so yeah, if you go to suboptimalpods.com, you can find out how near the bottom of the barrel on bonus content we are because we'll have released. <laughs> Andrew An off and mic dinner, <laughs> taking a break, um, pretty far, foods. like about about like easily at least two to three feet from our microphones that need to be closer to our faces while <laughs> yeah, we God. eat, talking a little bit about, but also probably decent stretches of silence while we just eat. Anyway, uh, you can also call it 323 389 7223. That's 323 389 race. Um, there's probably still time. Uh, to find evidence of the Star Trek cruise on uh, Instagram on Trani Newman. Um, let's hey. see. Kevin, I can't think of something you've posted recently, but, you know, Kevin J. Bartelt and I'm Andrew T. and Yosis Racist. That's this podcast. You can, you, you people understand what's happening here. Yep. Okay. Yep. Peace. Bye. This is Sebastian.